0: Welcome to Talking Football Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as slick as a Thomas Müller 1-2, fancy advice as sharp as Jan Zommer's reflexes, and two pundits who both got caught out by Philip Kostic. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all, my name is James Thurgood, this is Talking Football Fantasy Season 5, match day 20, and no show would be complete without the fantasy Football got himself, Flo Reineker. Flo, how are you, my friend?
1: Yeah, um, like I had a day with a lot of chores to do, and I treated myself to a new computer, which is great in the long run. But uh, I mean, I mean, you know that, James. We we wanted to record about half an hour ago, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I needed to get everything working. Need to set up. Yes, Skype the, new, and, the new computer kinks, yeah, right? That's it, but. It's so fast, James. It's, it's <laughs> you sound great. wonderful. So, yeah, I've got you know. like a, a small Philip Kosić working now for me <laughs> in my computer. It's
0: just... That's exactly how it goes. It's a shame that wasn't quite what happened on the weekend. Um, but I know you were on the receiving end of that as well. And I know yeah. we won't have been alone, especially... I mean, the, the, the people that have to make their transfers before the deadline or long before the deadline definitely would have been caught out because of time zones and whatnot. But I think even myself, the Philip Kossage this news came out what just over 20 minutes before the deadline for transfers, and I admittedly had already made my transfers by then.
1: I, I think it was 40 minutes was it 40 was it? before kickoff, okay, I was if the- I remember correctly, but didn't change anything for me because, uh, like I said last week, I was working uh, second Bundesliga covering the Dresden Hamburg game, and uh, so I had to do my transfers during the halftime. wasn't even even able to check last minute news or stuff but so and then I got a whole wind of it that costages out like 10 minutes after that just felt bad because yeah. I had like it would have made things so easy for me if I only had this the costage money, but yeah, no, I, I don't want to complain. i I, I love uh, working uh, the job I do, but I mean, for fantasy sometimes it can be harder to <laughs> really, uh, yeah it, it hinders you sometimes
0: yeah and for unfortunately fantasy doesn't quite pay the bills the same way a job does right like <laughs> that's kind of the problem if only it would be nice although you know nowadays uh, with so rare out there i mean there's a lot there's a lot of movers and changes in the world but For now, at least in our Bundesliga fantasy game, there's no money to be earned off of it. And the problem was, Flo, that Kostic was just the first domino this weekend. There were so many dominoes that fell that probably hit people one way or another. We had Dominic Schroberschle getting injured in the warm-up. Borna Sosa was ruled out last minute as well. And there were these kinks that came along throughout the weekend that just made everything a little bit more problematic. I I know, I think you were in the same camp, but we both ended with just 10 players on the pitch.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. but I mean, the the Kostic news... You could have reacted to that if you were able to hold off confirming your transfers until last minute. Yeah, and I think that was a good lesson that, like, if you can do it, wait till eight twenty or, or so. Yeah, it just yeah. gives you some more, uh, yeah, chances to hit on the news like the Costage one. Because I think if you were able to react on that, you probably had a lack of. Oh, yeah, huge difference. To your opponents, if you were able to ship him out, because it frees up so much budget. And maybe you didn't sell Words because you needed to sell Costage, and uh, Words came on big, had a great game. And these are like kind of chaotic stuff that happens. So if able, always try to confirm the transfers as latest as possible.
0: Yeah, but I mean, these are the swings and roundabouts of the Bundesliga fantasy world because it swings back this weekend because Kosic may actually be available. So the people that shipped him out last week may have to have that debate as to whether to bring him back in. So, you know what, we sent out a tweet for listener questions in good time this week, it was nice to say, so we did get some responses. Although I hope I was able to help everyone that I did reply to last week. I know I recommended the double up on Unkunku and Schrober but that didn't quite work out, so I do apologise
1: for that. Yeah, but you don't have to apologise for that. I mean, and (laughs) both were in the starting lineup. Yeah. And that's what we were hoping for. True. Schoboschlein got himself injured on pre-match warm-up. Yeah. Yeah, but but these things happen. I mean, it's not... It's not like... It still, I think, was... A great idea to double up on these two. But I'm, I'm ever and the apologetic so, Brit,
0: Flo. That's just the problem. Here. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I, I, I give you a heads up when there's reason to apologize. But not okay. <laughs> but not if you double up. And like injuries happen. Yeah. You can't predict them. And so why Baza? Is I, I mean, everyone who had Schöberschlein had a bad taste in their mouth because like it was all set up so well yeah. <laughs> for Nkunku and Shoboschlei just doing the double whammy yep. and it's not happening but like these things happen and it tends to even out as we say in German yeah, it uh, and it's in a whole season so yeah.
0: No, that's it. I mean, our first listener question is from at Gavin underscore Doyle underscore IE, who I know does have to make his transfers quite far in advance based on time zone differences and whatnot. And he said, last match day, I was caught out by a few players who were in predicted lineups, but didn't play a single minute. He mentions, you know, the big three, Kostic, Sobhoshai, Sosa. And he said, hence, I had no bench. So he asked, can we talk about which popular players this week have COVID or injury niggles? So, I mean, we don't know everything, uh, but who is there any? Have you got any red flags this weekend, Flow, that, that you would like to make Gavin aware of at least?
1: Mm, not necessary. So I think that Schobuschlei probably won't start for Leipzig. That's my assessment of the situation. He's back in training today on Thursday. So he theoretically could play, but I don't see the need for Tedesco to do it with Inkungu there with playing Paulsen and Silva up front. They played the last two games together up front and it's working fine. I I just think they won't take that risk with Schoboschlei with uh, them being really the only top club still in the German Cup. Uh, I'm not sure if you all, like (laughs) what happened in (laughs) midweek was just... uh, Rather brutal for most Bundesliga clubs.
0: Yeah, it was a bad luck charm for the two uh,
1: Borussia. Except Leipzig. So they definitely, they will have their eyes set on winning their first uh, domestic title. They still are in the European competition. So I think that Schöberschlein will be benched. So it's not a lock. So I think there's a chance he might start. I I just think they, they will be cautious with him. So... He's probably the, the biggest red flag, Kostic. We'll know that. I hope you can wait Gavin uh, to see the lineup for Eintracht to wait for your transfers because if he's in the starting lineup at least that like that's uh, the ball uh, bouncing in your favor for once with not being able to ship him out and now you get him on a Friday evening and Everyone else must scramble to, to get him into the squad, maybe. So that's the that's way there. Sosa is back in training. I expect him to start. So And Sosa, same with Schoboschlei. There was no news of Sosa being questionable for the game against Leipzig. I uh, have him in my squad and these things just happen. And out of the blue, he's not in the match squad. And they say, yeah, he, he isn't able to go. And you say, yeah, okay. The, these news just happen. Yeah. So
0: no, they do. They do. And I mean, that's it. I'd love. I'd love to be able to say, "Oh, there's a red flag over this player, so be careful." But like, there's no, there's no real big game changes in the fantasy world where I think there's a big red flag. If anything, this weekend is more about the players that are coming back than the players that will be out because Bayern have a lot of players that are back from you know their quarantine periods and
1: maybe Muziala, so he could lose his, his starting burst. True. So if you still have Muziala, he's a risk, and and already mentioned. So these are the two. Big guys, I... I would mention that.
0: Yeah, and Mahmoudoud, I don't think he's in many squads, but he's another one that is going to be out this weekend with a back injury. So if you were thinking to bring him in or had for his back-to-back goals out of nowhere, then yeah, he's another one. But these are the types of players that don't... They're, they're not shifting anything in the, the fancy world, and I don't think they'll be in many teams. So as a result, yeah, no one to really mention. But if anything comes up over the next, you know, what, just over 24 hours, I'll tweet something out, Gavin. Or, or of course, as we always do and always recommend the, the official DNL Twitter account is the place to go that really is where I should have gone 20 minutes before kickoff or 40 minutes before kickoff last Friday and would have saved myself some pain and agony but yeah hopefully we'll give I mean the fact is we're going to be covering a lot of players today there's lots of games and we'll be throwing out plenty of options one question and we'll move on to the next list. And the question is from at kid Icarus 1683. And he's asking about Kostic flow, because if Kostic is back, he says, he says, I swapped him out for Lindstrom last week. Should he stick with Lindstrom or double up or upgrade back to Kostic? And I think that may be, you know, the people that did, did twist and were able to twist because they saw the news. That may be a question a lot of them are asking themselves right now.
1: So I, I definitely stick with Lindstrom and I wouldn't think about upgrading Lindstrom to Kostic because I think maybe Kostic is a 60/40 favorite to get more points than Lindstrom but Lindstrom can easily outscore Kostic cuz he's in great shape right now and we not well like, even if Kostic starts we're not sure if he's really able to go for 90 minutes yeah true so that's definitely something I would be wary of so doubling up I think would be fine but since you already have Lindstrom I'm not sure that Kostic would be a priority with first time back after COVID and we're not really sure if it's uh, able to go at all so yeah I think Lindskog is 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 really great and uh, yeah. yeah, and he's differential probably
0: hugely uh, right. I think he's only yeah. owned by like two two or three percent of of teams, and I mean, and that really is it. He is one goal away. You know, he's had so many chances the last couple of games, hasn't scored any, so he's had good fantasy returns. But if he adds a goal to that, he's in for a really big performance somewhere down the line. So I certainly wouldn't be panicking. I may, I mean, if Kosciach is in the starting lineup, I have to admit I've I've kind of toyed around with my transfers this weekend, and the double up of the two of them may actually be the most feasible thing for the budget I'm working with and looking for a midfielder. So yeah, I, I don't think it's a, a bad way to go. I, I think ultimately you'll probably rack up points no matter what, providing Kostic does return. If Kostic is out of the squad, then means out of my squad as well. So that would become an easy decision. Let's move on to the forward line because midfielders were actually, I mean, there's questions about the midfielders that we've covered already we've got questions about the strikers we've got some about defenders as well so we really are covering all the bases but this one comes in from Bryony Hoof, who I just want to say quickly glad to hear that the shoulder operation went well sorry that the recovery is going to be a bit longer than expected but all the best with that recovery I know what it's like to be right handed and lose your right, right hand to an injury I've done it once on a boxing machine where I followed through too hard and I did it once uh, whilst playing football so yeah it's a bit of a tricky one but all the best with the recovery as for his question flow, he says hi chaps I'm debating selling Schick or Holland for increased flexibility, perhaps to bring in Silva or Raphael Bore. He asks, is this sensible or utter madness?
1: I think it's, it's sensible. Uh, I think there are a few guys you can think about swapping in or out. I just think I'm not sure that you need that flexibility because Lewandowski is playing at Berlin. So like your out is star manning Robert Lewandowski. I think the worst <laughs> position you could be in than than being in that yeah. position. So I wouldn't necessarily do that out of flexibility because it will leave, like it can leave, to you having a really tough decision if, like someone scores eleven points and he's your star man, and then yeah, do you swap to Lewandowski or not swapping? Think at that first. And if you think, yeah, I would swap to Lewandowski, then where's the need on more flexibility if, like, they need a huge day uh, for you to not swap to Lewandowski um, at the last kick of time. So I I probably wouldn't do it because I think all of the likes, um, Lewandowski, of course, and then you got Haaland, Schick, Müller, Silva, Bore, I think all of these strikers are fine picks and I think it's not that predictable who's going to outscore who. So I would be happy no matter what my situation would be, which three guys I'd have in my squad. I would be happy with all of these. So I wouldn't yeah, sacrifice a transfer to change things up and that might just as likely get me less points and more points in my book.
0: I mean, I think the tricky thing is here, I mean, because I think next week you're going to have to change one of the three of Schick, Holland, and Lewandowski because Dortmund play Leverkusen, binary up against Leipzig. So if you were to get rid of Schick or Holland for silver, you're in the exact same problem where you lose flexibility next weekend and you've got all of your strikers involved in really big matchups that n- might not necessarily have the same fantasy yields that we see from other games. And so that, I mean, I've thought about who I'm going to take out next week as to whether it will be Schick or Haaland. I think I'm erring on the side of Patrick Schick right now. But I can understand Brownie Hoof trying to get ahead of that a little bit as well. So I don't think it's utter madness. But therefore, if you're looking at Andre Silva or Raphael Bore, I would maybe go for Bore simply because then you don't have to make another transfer up front next week.
1: It's It's a fair point. Yeah. Leipzig traveling to Munich and Frankfurt playing at Stuttgart next week. Definitely prefer the Frankfurt one. So if you think about changing, I think Bore would be the way to go. Yeah, that's a fair point, James.
0: All right, let's talk about defenders then, because we've got a question from at you underscore Corky, who is asking who to sell out of Angelino or Rafael Guerrero. And again, he mentions those big games next weekend as well. So he's trying to get out ahead of it. But Antilino Rafa, I mean, neither really quite hitting the heights, but then very few defenders are, Flo.
1: Like I have both in my squad as well. If I could, I would definitely get rid of both and Guerrero would be the first one to go, just because of the matchup at Hoffenheim is really tough. And Angelino definitely can have a, a good game against Wolfsburg. I think that's that's pretty much in the books, or um, at least uh, it's not unlikely. I'm not, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but uh, Guerrero, I think. It's time to move on uh, from us, from him, because we're not seeing the attacking returns we used to at the start of the season. And Dortmund is su- their form is so patchy. And Ref referero, uh, <laughs> Guerrero, I'm not sure what happens to my tongue. Too much, too much computer work today, James. But I'm, I'm not sure that, that Guerrero, uh, yeah, can pull himself up out of this small slump in form. And, yeah, yeah, he's um, on the chopping block for me.
0: I'd agree with that as well, from my perspective. But the, the problem is for me, I think I may need to prioritize transfers elsewhere. But he would be. If I had that third transfer available to make a different move, then he might be. But the, the fact is, there's also the huge upside. We know that they can also both hit big. So if you do end up holding on to them, you may end up kind of thanking your lucky stars that you did have to hold on to them in the end. But yeah, defenders are a bit of a headache. And uh, I mean, a Hoyfeller FC is asking for recommendations because, uh, as I pointed out, I mean, last week we had, you know, the likes of Aaron Martin, Sylvan Widmer scoring big, uh, Jeremias and Just as well. But in terms of like, the big hitters, that the names we're used to seeing, a lot, a lot were a, a massive letdown. I mean, I encounter Christian Gunter in there who got minus points last week, Beno Schmitz also in the minus points camp. So is there anywhere you're looking in defence and thinking, right, if I can bring this player in, it would be a great, ti- great time to do it because I still have the problem flow But I'd like it to be a Frankfurt player, but there are no Frankfurt players or defenders that make sense for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a pity. But I agree with you. I think Frimpong probably will have a great game one of these days because he's just so involved, but like it's not going his way in the fantasy sense. Last week he had to come off injured, but uh, it seems like he's ready to go. I like Leverkusen against Augsburg. They they had a great game against uh, Aklabach. They just look really good. Wurz looks back to 100%. So... Prim Pong, there's definitely a boomer bus guy you can think about. Uh, I think Günther is fine at home against Stuttgart. I think even Sosa can have a good game at Freiburg. They they don't have the best run of forms, although they're still in a very good league position. But um, I think out of the last nine games, Freiburg and Stuttgart have the equal amounts of points. Uh, eight each, and only Wolfsburg and third are worse than these two clubs. So definitely something you could think about. And I think I mentioned the Mainz defenders, Wittmann and Aron. I saw some squads that doubled up with Wittmann and Aron. Awesome. I mean that Incredible. that paid off big. And I think uh, that's that's definitely viable this week again, going that way.
0: But that's it. I mean, because these guys, these guys are both getting attacking returns, but I mean, Mainz, the amount of clean sheets they're keeping. It is also very impressive, it has to be said.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think these would be the routes where uh, I could see myself going. And probably, like, we're not 100% who's going to play right back for Leipzig. Probably is Klostermann. So if you want, take a step there. Mm. You can do that. I think you can hope that Cologne will turn things around and still be on the Schmitz train at Bochum. You can try that. and
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: If only I knew that Stafelidis is in the starting lineup. I think he is highly viable for all the, the challenges he wins. The Bochum defender. Um, the only one you can really be sure of is Danilo Soraris. So uh, Yeah, I'm not loving it, but I think both minds defenders are better options. But uh, at least that's something to think about. And it's a standalone fixture because... Bochum against Cologne is a top spiel, as we say in Germany. So, yeah, interesting choice, but it is what it is. Yeah,
0: it, 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 it gets the status simply for the fact that it's played on a Saturday night. So that, that's what we have to call it. Now, you know what? Um, Flo's mentioned a couple of names there. I just had a quick look at the player picks that I've got for this week, and I've realized that all three of my player picks are defenders. Two of the three have not been mentioned so far. So ahoy, fella. I'm going to ask you to hold on to the end of the show and then you will hear two more defensive suggestions. You know what? They'll probably come up <laughs> when we're talking about the fixtures anyway. Um, but yeah, try and tease you in. But for now, we'll leave it there for part one of this episode of Talking Football Fantasy. Join us again in part two, where we'll be looking at the Matchday 20 fixture list. Back to part two of talking Fußball Fantasy, and let's start on the Friday night as we get stuck in to the match day 20 fixtures. And a good one for us because if anyone was having the Kostic headache, then at least we'll know the Frankfurt starting lineup for this game against Bielefeld. Uh, now, look at the stats. These are the two sides that run the most. Unfortunately, that doesn't get you any points in the fantasy world uh, because if it did, then players like Anthony Locia and Vladimir Derida would be top of shopping list. Now, in terms terms of unbeaten streaks, Bielefeld actually unbeaten in their last four, but they haven't won against Frankfurt in their last eight. In terms of streaks as well, can't not mention Messiah Okugawa. Four goals in four games now as well, but the question I think, Flo, maybe let's talk about it from our perspective. How do you feel about holding on to Kostic now compared to last weekend?
1: Well, uh, I always knew that this game is on the horizon, so uh, if Kostic is in the starting lineup, I think it's uh it's fine Uh, or I'm happy but it's like I'd still rather have the headache if I want to bring Kostic back than hoping that he's going to play because I missed the news and couldn't ship him out so yeah it's it's not Redemption uh on a total scale in my in my book so
0: no, not quite. We're kind of trying to find the silver lining, I think, in this scenario for ourselves. But uh, where else are you we, are we looking? Because, I mean, uh, people might have brought in Okagawa, maybe Patrick Wimmer into their midfield. You know, if, if they don't want to double up on Frankfurt and Bielefeld midfielders, they might be trying to get rid of them. But where else are you looking in this Friday night market? Because Frankfurt, again, we talk about the fact they've got a good run of fixtures right now, but we're not seeing many players that you can really capitalize on outside of Lindstrom and Kostic.
1: Yeah, and Bore. I think Boré is also viable. Yeah, true. um, Up front. And it saves you a bit of money. So, uh, and uh, I get like Frankfurt were leading in both games this year and came up with one point. Uh, I think they will have something to play for. They want to prove a point, maybe. I I can see Frankfurt having a, a really good game. Trouble is picking out a Frankfurt defender. I mean, you know what could happen if for some reason, World Cup winner, Eric Dorm. <laughs> uh, shout out yeah. to Swear I'm Not Paul for mentioning us where he was the the solving of a riddle. Yeah, what was it? Uh, it, was a, it
0: was a World Cup winner in 2014. It was a Super Cup winner in 2015. And there was, I think yeah. there was a two a two DFB pokals in there as well, if I'm not mistaken for Dorm. So it was a case of who was it? And of course, yeah. World Cup winner, Eric Dorm.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if he's in the starting lineup, I, I think you can think about him. Danny DaCosta is also back in training. If he starts, he's a defender in the game. 3.1 million. Yeah. And even Almami Touré, if he starts as a right back, I think is someone you could think about. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, but, but that's it. I mean, you you have an option up front. You have two midfield option, And yeah, like you, you, you're you scraping for scrubs uh, trying to get a, a defensive option.
0: Yeah, that kind of is where we're at with this Frankfurt side right now. It's hard to see it changing anytime soon. There may be this outlier that has a big return out of nowhere and you can take the risky punt, but it is certainly a risky punt in that respect with Eintracht right now. Let's move on to the Saturday afternoon game, starting with Leverkusen against Augsburg. Now, Leverkusen, they've picked up 19 of the last... 21 possible points against Augsburg, an incredible record. Augsburg, meanwhile, they are without a win in four, and that's not just against Leverkusen. And while Mikhail Gregorich is having a bit of a throwback in terms of his goal-scoring form, it's not quite providing the dividends that they want. So if you were looking at this game, flow and you were looking for a player pick, where are you looking?
1: Uh, Flo and words. Uh, I was mildly impressed how he played. I think like he had a patchy run of form lately, but everything... Went back to Words being uh, attacking powerhouse at Klappbach. And uh, I, yeah, I sold him, but I'm really keen to get him back into my squad. Uh, I'm not sure I can pull it off because they're traveling to Dortmund next week. You already mentioned that. So um, that's something to keep in mind. But for this match day, I think Words is one of the best midfield options out there.
0: Although I will say this, and I know I know I mentioned this at some point during the Hinrunder, but Florian Wirtz continues to prove that in the big games he shows up big. So I'm if I'm honest, I'm not a Verts owner myself. Um and I, I would like to bring him in and I don't think I'm gonna be able to, so I'm in the same boat as you. But if I was a Verts owner, I would not be very worried about that Dortmund game next week, especially considering how vulnerable Dortmund's back line is. There, I mean, there are goals in that game, and if there are goals in that game, then Florian Vitz has a very good chance of being involved in them. And was it actually wasn't it not against Dortmund that he tore them apart? Um uh, like I just, I'm testing my memory right now off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up, but I feel like he had like a 20 plus point game in fantasy terms against Dortmund
1: in the Hinrunde. Yeah, but Dortmund won that game if I remember correctly. So yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know what? I'm I, I'm going to do I a quick check that. while we but let's move on to the next game. I'll ask you a question, then I'll do the check. Yeah. Gladbach against Union. Yeah. Um, now these two sides had very different uh, experiences in the DFB Pokal this week. Gladbach getting knocked out to zweiter Bundesliga side Hanover 96, three nil. Union winning the Berlin derby against Hertha. Uh, in quite impressive fashion as well, it has to be said, even if the scoreline suggested it was tighter. But in terms of domestic form as well, Gladbach, they've lost their last three at home, conceding 11 goals in the process. And last week, you may remember, Jan Zommer provided the heroics, but it wasn't enough against Leverkusen. 11 saves and two penalty saves, almost a record-breaking points tally in the Bundesliga fantasy world for a goalkeeper. And the fact is, I think uh, I saw someone had brought in uh, Jan Sommer, which, I mean, that's a stroke of genius for last week. If we're talking about... In-form players as well, Grisha Promol deserves a mention. He scored three of Union's four goals since the winter break. So in terms of a player pick flow, who are you looking at in this game?
1: Uh, it's a tough one. It's not It's not a match I'm really keen to invest in. If I had to, it's, it would probably be Stefan Leiner, bus right back. Oh, investing in Gladbach, a, that is to... a
0: risky choice right now. <laughs> uh,
1: still, I mean, Union is not... I mean, they just got three... Uh, against Hertha, um, but usually they're not prone to score that many goals, Um, but probably you're right and Bastian Oczipka would be the one to go if we get some confirmation that Gieselman is still on yeah, on the shelf. Well, that's it.
0: I mean, Gieselman—he's—he's he's an interesting one. I mean, if he is back, then he takes out a differential pick in Oktripika. But I'm not sure many people actually right now will have Gieselman in their squad anyway, based on the fact that you know they've used unlimited transfers to ship him out.
1: I'd want some confirmation who's playing left back. That's that's what I need. Then I think you could think about bringing in Ochipka, though. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. Like. You forced me to do a player pick, James, but I think (laughs) this is, this is one of the games where you might end up better just leaving it alone.
0: Okay. I mean, it could be. It's one that can go either way. Yeah. No, I I do, I do agree with that. It's certainly not set in stone. So, and and
1: we saw a lot of shots last time. Gladbach against Leverkusen. I don't think this will be a similar game.
0: Oh, okay, that that I dis- I don't know. I disagree with slightly based on what I saw Gladbach pull off against Hanover in midweek. I mean, that was it was really a poor performance, and I think they're there for the taking right now. But the fact is, Gladbach are also a talented side who, if they pull it together for 90 minutes like they did against Bayern three times this season and against Dortmund once this season, can beat anyone on their day. So that that's exactly why this is such a a fixture that yeah, I think Flo is suggesting to maybe steer clear of. But yeah. It's and we might see the geese released once again. Uh, you never know. Uh, let's move on to Freiburg against Stuttgart for now. Now, uh, Freiburg, they're through to the uh, DFB Pokal quarterfinals, but they are and, and actually are unbeaten in their last five against Stuttgart. However, they are looking to bounce back from that 5-1 drubbing. And Flo, you mentioned earlier that from the last nine games, both of these teams have picked up just eight points, which is very poor form. Interesting, the fact that Freiburg is still European contenders and Stuttgart are seen as relegation fodder. But plenty of options in this game to pick from surely.
1: Yeah, it's tough because, uh, like you said, I, I like Günther and Griefer the most. I think I give the knot to Günther because cause Stuttgart is really leaky at the back. I think there is some shot involvement coming for, for Günther. I, I can see that. So he would be my pick. And actually, I think Chris Führich is, is pretty close to having uh, a great game. I mean, he, he had two good games in a row and he was involved in so much against Leipzig to pick up eight points with them losing 2-0. Yep. So, yeah, eight points at third, eight points against Leipzig, costing you 5.1 million. I think he's a good differential value option you can still hold on to. If you have them,
0: yeah. I mean, eight points—that's a that's a decent baseline for someone of his price, absolutely. And you, you think that there's a, a potential to go up from there.
1: Yeah, and if, if if a goal involvement comes, yeah, then you're setting yourself up for a much higher score. Yeah.
0: No, yes, you are. No, uh, Very much so. But yes, I'm, I'm looking at the Freiburg camp. I mean, Grifo scored twice in midweek in the Day of People, Carl, but did come off with 20 minutes to spare. So I don't think anyone would have to worry. And the fact is, Freiburg against Dortmund, they were so disappointing, both on the pitcher and in a fantasy sense. I would expect a response of some sort from them. Let's move on to the next game, Foot against Mainz. Now, foot uh, they have lost just one of their last five games. Three straight draws. They've never gone four games unbeaten in a row in the Bundesliga. And they're meeting a Mainz side who have actually lost their last four road games. So this isn't quite the dead rubber that many people might think in terms of jumping into the Mainz camp. If you did last week, then there's no reason to to get out. Yeah. Because the fact is, yes, as we pointed out earlier, when it comes to their defenders, only Bayern have conceded less goals than Mainz this season. And Zentner has made as many or has claimed as many clean sheets as Manuel Neuer. So is there a player pick outside of Aaron Martin and Sylvan Widmer? Or is it those two only, Flo?
1: It's probably those two. I mean, Nia is at least interesting for uh, set piece duties sometimes. So you're not you're not really sure who's going to take penalties and free kicks around the box. But Nia is definitely in the mix. But I I'm not like he, he's three percent owned. Witmar is seven and Armatin. Is too. So it's not really that you need the differential. So I, I, I'd go. Aaron would be my my first choice just because of his price tag, three point five million. Mm. Then Witmar, and I would leave everyone else alone basically. But uh, I acknowledge that Kate is also. He he would be a good option if he were in a different team because mm-hmm. yeah. I can see myself bringing in Kate if he's a third. Defender of minds and I think that's too much way too much, but yeah, that's his issue.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, even for a defender that does take penalties at times, it is a bit much. I'd agree.
1: Yeah, It's, it's a bit like, you know, you're Miku. Uh, James yeah. always being in the shadow of Zidane. It's that's similar.
0: That's any, any excuse to mention. Yeah, to I just McCool. wanted to I, name I, drop I, 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 know once you I know you well enough to know that any opportunity you will take. So yeah, okay, no, well done there to crowbar that one in. <laughs> very, very good. Um, no, I, I agree with you. I think yeah, this is still an attractive game, but I I really wouldn't venture outside of the players that Flo has mentioned there. Let's talk about Hoffenheim against Dortmund uh, because this is a battle between two sides in the top four, and Hoffenheim. Yes, they lost in the cup in midweek but they are seven games unbeaten at home in the Bundesliga if you're talking about the two star strikers in this one Andre Kramrich still waiting on goal number 100 in all competitions for Hoffenheim yeah. and meanwhile Erling Haaland he actually has no goals in his last three away games um, but I think any talk of goal droughts is just pointless with that man uh, the interesting thing with Dortmund actually last week I realised is that the less you spent on a Dortmund midfielder the more points you gained Mahmoud Dahoud was the highest scorer Thomas Meunier was right behind him then Julian than Jude Bellingham. So I brought in Bellingham. It was a good move, but I mean really I should have saved myself some pennies and got some more points instead. But where are you looking in this game flow?
1: <sighs> Erling Haaland. <laughs> yeah, it's probably you don't it. say <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 really tough. I mean, if you have Bellingham, you hold on to him probably. I mean, he's 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 really playing good and he's scoring well enough yeah. that you can definitely Make an argument for him. Same goes with Julian Brandt. I I just don't think that they are the top options you can go for, especially you already mentioned how how good Huffnheim is playing at home. Yeah, Yeah, I I would be a bit bit worried. I'm like, I'm finished with Guerrero for a bit. I'm not keen to invest in the Huffnheim side either, especially with Kramaric not playing as a real striker. Kaderabek being out, so maybe you can make an argument for Akpoguma, but do you think that Hoffenheim will keep Dortmund at bay for the whole game? Probably not. And um, I think Akpoguma will have to defend more than he's able to attack because Round will attack on the left flank, which probably makes them um, play a bit uh, asymmetric with Akpoguma playing a more defensive style than Raum on the other flank. I, I probably see them balancing it out against Dortmund um, this way. So, yeah, it's, it's really just Haaland if I w- I'd want to invest in this game.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, if you've got Brandt or Bellingham, I think the, the, the problem with those two players for me, Flo, I don't know whether you're in the same camp here. They're good players, they're great fantasy options, but at no point can I see them doing what Philip Kostic or Christopher Nkunku does every now and again, which is having these blowout twenty five plus games. Like I just don't see it coming from Brandt or Bellingham. If you're okay with that, which, you know, I was to bring in Jude last week and I am right now, I mean it's okay, but that, that for me is the sticking point with them. You'd like to know that they have those twenty plus point games in their locker as well. And I just don't feel like they do. Brandt more so than Jude, probably.
1: Yeah. 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 I agree.
0: All right, let's move on to the game that we mentioned earlier is the top spiel for this week, Bochum against Köln. Uh, again, uh, contrasting experiences in the DFB Pokal during the week. Köln going out in the most Köln way possible. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I don't think any other team could have pulled that off the way Köln did. And and Mr. Florian Kainz, I mean, he's had a bad start to 2022 um, and it didn't get any better yeah. with his double hit penalty, which ultimately cost them in the shootout against Hamburg. Bochum, meanwhile, they were 3-1 winners against Mainz. Milos Pantovic uh, getting two goals in that game. And again, I look at him and go, if he wasn't a striker in the Bundesliga fantasy world, I might consider him. But because of that, he's just a no-go. Um But let's talk about Bochum because they've won 17 of their 23 points this season on home soil. The last time they beat Köln, though, Peter Neururer was in charge. That was back in 2004. If you don't know who Peter Neururer is... Ah, I
1: wanted to yeah, ask, ask you that go. question. Ah. Yeah, I saw that stat also.
0: I write stats nowadays, leaving out little bits. Knowing that if Flo asked me, at least I have got it in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was a great nugget with Neura being the last coach getting a win for Bochum against Cologne. Yeah. But there's another stat. I'm not sure, like, do you know what Milos Pantovic and Lukas Podolski have in common? Oh. And I think they're the the last two guys to do that. Well, oh,
0: the last two guys to do that? Yeah.
1: Bundesliga history well
0: like, okay see i was going along the lines of the fact that milos Pantovic like scoring goals from range so maybe it was like the average distance of their no. first two goals but
1: no it's it's actually about their titles
0: oh is this wait hold on Pantovic, has he got a title with did he get a dritte liga title no no okay right now you know what put me out of my misery he, he
1: won the second division <laughs> yeah with bochum Podolski won the second division with cologne ah. and both got crown Was Bayern, because that's where Pantovic stems from. Yeah. And he played one minute under Pep Guardiola. Oh, really? (laughs) At Bremen in 2015. So
0: he got a title, he got a winner's medal. I
1: was in the stands, but I wasn't aware of the fact. I just saw that uh, Pantovic's only cap for Bayern was at Bremen, and then I... Went on to remember that game. He came on for Arturo Vidal in injury time. So he is officially, yeah, a Meister, a champion of the Bundesliga with Bayern. Well, that
0: that was why I wondered. Yeah, that's why I said the Dritte Liga, because my mind went to the fact that he might be one of those players that was on the book at Bayern and had the winner's medal, even though he really didn't feature much in the season. And then I... Question, second, uh, second guess myself and said, "Oh, he's probably in the Dritte Liga with Bayern's fight." But yeah, no fun fact there. Fun fact.
1: Yeah, but Podolski hasn't won the third division. <laughs> but, well, yeah. you know, Podolski won the second. Like, it, like these stats were far more common in the past, when actually other clubs and Bayern would win uh, <laughs> the Bundesliga. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, the good old days, right? The good old
1: days. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, let's let's talk about this game in a fantasy sense. We, we've talked about some of the fixtures being ones you would avoid. Where are you at with this one? Is this one that you would look to invest in? Uh,
1: it, it, like I said, Staphalitis is three point six. You're taking a gamble, but I think you, it's one like he would be my preferred choice if I had the starting lineups in front of me and he were in it. Uh, I think he would be my choice. Um, but I'm like I'm getting off the Cologne bandwagon a bit. Um, it seems just they have a rough January, mm-hmm. not just yep. with the results, but also like who's leaving. I think Rafael Sichos. Yeah, uh, you 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 might shrug that off because uh, he like sporting wise, I think he's replaceable. But he was one of their leaders, and and you could like. Uh, I, I visit the Cologne training sessions from time to time and you could see that like his, his voice is heard inside the dressing room. You could see that just by like it, you, you can at least get a feel for the characters in a club and he definitely was an important figure in that team. And I think taking him out... Now Mireille is gone, so they just like they they only have two centre backs left. I'm not sure what they're playing at. There is really bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Kinds dropping off in form, and uh, yeah, it's it's it just seems like they they're running out of steam a bit uh, right now. I I just get that feeling. Yeah. But with with Bochum, it's is is also hard to invest because their style is to limit the game as a whole that not a lot of uh, is happening and then being efficient which are doing well it's just i don't see this game as a fantasy gold mine
0: no I, I don't and I, I i'm yeah i've got Beno schmitz i got rid of kints last week um and i'll stick with schmitz purely based on the fact that it affords me a bit of flexibility in my back line. But that really is the only reason. Because I think uh, yeah, I th- we're still going to see games from the likes of Anthony Modeste, Marco Schmitz, that they'll have big games. I just think they're much more hit and miss than they were at the start of the season because they came herring out of the blocks. And I think everyone knew they wouldn't quite be able to keep that up the whole season. And so as a result, now they've become this very hit and miss team. So I'm, I'm fully with you. And so, yeah, as a result, I would steer clear of this one as well myself. Let's move on to the Sunday games then because there are two left to get through. Leipzig against Wolfsburg being the first of them. We've mentioned Andre Silva already in this show but he's now got five goals in five starts under Domenico Tedesco. Uh, Leipzig, meanwhile, the only side along with b b that have two wins from two in 2022. Meanwhile, Wolfsburg, I mean, their their tale is a very, very different one. They're without a win in their last 10 games in all competitions. More worrying, perhaps from a fantasy perspective, is the fact they've gone three games with Without a goal now. And I'll be honest, Flo, I'll, I'll share a bit of my thinking here because we mentioned next week when Leverkusen are playing Dortmund and Leipzig are playing Bayern. And I was looking at Wolfsburg and thinking, oh, they've got Groy to third. I mean, Val Vegas would be a wonderful signing next weekend, but. I'm going to have to see a lot to convince me against Leipzig that that's a worthy option. Yeah, and, and, even and even if they don't win this one, I, I still... Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough market to invest in Wolfsburg right now.
1: It is. And what I forget to mention is that uh, next week is not actually next week because we have one weekend off. It's true. Yes, you're right. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's... And that's what in my mind says me that only you win will probably save Florian Kofeld. Oh, that's a, point. Yeah, that's it's a, a good perfect point. Of, it's a perfect opportunity with two weeks off, two weeks to prepare, having the first game at home against Greuter I mean, it's, 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 it's perfectly set up to bring in a new coach. And uh, kofeld hasn't really helped himself, uh, unfortunately. No. Uh, against Hertha. Yeah, and I think the reason that he's still in charge is them traveling to Leipzig now and then having the two weeks break and then playing third. It's, it's just the perfect opportunity. So uh, I, I think even a draw might be not enough for Kofa. Let's see, but, um,
0: yeah, that, that, that's an interesting, yeah. I think it comes down to, it, it's more of the performance than the result. I think, yeah, the result might be secondary if there's an improvement in the performance.
1: The question is, if it's yeah. already like decided behind the curtains, True. so yeah, then, be, yeah. then not even <laughs> the performance would hinder that.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're spot on. Uh, you're spot on. I, We've I mean, seen I, it happen I, so many I, times before, haven't we? I,
1: I'm not sure, but I remember in the past, I think it was one president of, uh, Hamburg, um said that oh if only the guy wouldn't have hit the post in the 94th minute that uh, the coach would still be in charge if you Be like if you're basing your decision making if some guy hits the post or not <laughs> yeah. in injury time that's that's definitely the way to run that hamburg based football club I agree yeah, I
0: mean yeah that says yeah. more about Hamburg than than anything else really
1: <laughs> I mean we know that this kind of stuff is true in football sometimes but I think it's it's utter madness to to speak it out loudly is something you you keep for yourself if you're having these thoughts because like that's not how you should run any any kind of business no basing on poor chance the way you make your decision making is yes.
0: yeah. and, and what a surprise yeah. Hamburg now in the title Bundesliga and they can't get out of there oh dear I wonder where that ha- that came from um, <laughs> uh, yeah I agree with you. It's, it's an interesting one like where, where are you looking in this game though I mean most teams will have on Cuncu. there may still be the people that have the Schombus- yeah. double up but as we've mentioned earlier we're not convinced he's going to be in the starting lineup so I would be looking to get him out of your squad
1: yeah and I think it's not so bad because they're traveling to Munich next week and you already like true you you want to lighten up a bit on yep. Leipzig? I think it's totally fine to keep in Kunku for the Bayern game if you can't make uh, transfer him out. I think it's all right, but and, and and I still would hold on to Angelino for that game um, because of flexibility and because of Wolfsburg look, looking so poor right now. I think I, I I would hold on for one week longer, but then it would be curtains for me, and that's the reason why I'm not investing in in silver. Um, this week, because you don't want to have silver next week, I think it's it's fair to say. Yeah, that's about it. Get rid of Schöberschlein. Keep uh, keep Nkunku and Angelino. That will be my advice. Um, Definitely can gamble and hold on to Schöberschlein, but the more Leipzig player you have this week, the more headaches you probably have next week. Yeah, so keep that in mind.
0: Yes, it's the one saving grace. I haven't brought in Angelino and luckily his points returns haven't made me regret that too much. But the fact that he's got this game coming up is also making me feel pretty okay about steering clear of him for now let's move on to the final game of the weekend Hertha against Bayern now I mean this is a game that normally produces a fair few fantasy returns if you're in the Bayern camp and that really is where all the changes are coming because Flo they've got a lot of players returning and I guess my question is are you ready to invest more in Bayern now that we're starting to see them settle again or is there anyone that's piquing your interest at all
1: yeah it's it's tough. I mean, Lewandowski, Müller, and Müller just performs week after week after week. I think that's well, okay.
0: Wh- that's where definitely... are you at on that debate then? Because I mean, there's a lot of I see a lot of yeah, teams. Yeah, I think it's that, fine.
1: Yeah. But I'm I'm, I'm not necessarily... Like if you if you went for Müller over Schick, I mean, it's basically a wash right now. Uh, I wouldn't make a change either way. I think both options are fine. I, I, I definitely think that uh, Schick has a higher ceiling on a per-game basis, but on average, probably Müller maybe outscores him. That's that's the way I see it. Um, but apart from these two, Kimmich probably plays in midfield, so if you want to go there, I'm not hating it, but there's no other midfield option I, I'd think about with talks of Musiala being benched. I, I can't see that. So uh, Hernandez... He's probably playing as left back. So, yeah, that if you want to stretch yourself a bit for Bayern options. But he's costing you 12.1 million. And we know that he's a center back by heart. So how many attacking returns will you get with him on the left flank? Uh, I'm not sure. But And Pavard, uh, 12.5 points, probably will play right back that so yeah
0: he's the one I'm regretting not bringing in actually I think I, we talked we talked off air about my transfers last week yeah, and I, I don't think I've mentioned it on air but I made a, a, a third transfer that was just absolutely stupid um, and I got rid of Mark Flecken and I brought in Benny Minoukhoff because yeah. I talked myself out of making a change at the back and that's the one I'm regretting is not taking Sosa out and bringing Pavar in but,
1: but, but why would have you gone for Pavar I mean was it-,
0: it it really was a case of binds back I wanted to get into Bayern's back line I, th- I thought you know this is a, it's a good time to get into their back line and, and Pavar I knew at some point he'd move back to right back where he will have some more attacking returns but it, it really yeah, was that's true yeah, but I didn't I didn't trust Sosa to deliver against Leipzig and I thought uh you know Bayern with their two fixtures uh, against Köln and then against Hertha I like that market
1: mm. I actually saw that Cologne could give Bayern a bit more of a fight before the game so I wasn't that keen on investing on Bayern assets to 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 be true, and mm. like I, I I thought at least at Cologne that, that Pavard definitely is going to play centre back, so he wasn't even on my radar.
0: Yeah, uh, no, yeah, so, and,
1: and that's that's something. If like if I thought that uh, now, if you tell me Pavard is playing centre back for Bayern at Cologne for that price tag. I'm not thinking about well, him. And, at I all. and, that's ex- yeah, and if yeah. he ends up getting like he got 14 points fair play to him. Yep. But yeah, pff, I'll move on. Well, that, that, that's, that's it.
0: And that's exactly why I talked myself out of that decision. And I ended up keeping Sosa and bringing in bloody Benjamin offer uh, So I really wish I had just. I, I yeah,
1: I, I would prefer to bring in Pavard over Upov. I can <laughs> See, say like. There, there you go.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least I can. At least you can concede on that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's 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 an odd one. I mean, these are the pitfalls of, of the fantasy game. Something that we mention a lot. Yeah. In hindsight, it's it's always so much easier to play this game. Anything to add from this game, or shall we close out with the player picks flow? Uh,
1: let Let's go out swinging. Let's go
0: out swinging. Okay. Player yeah. picks time then. Uh, starting with the Vegas choice. Who have you got down, Mister uh I
1: I got Rafael Bure. I think he's for me. He's the only. Striker out of the four um, or outside of the big four with Lewandowski, Müller, Schick, and Harlan, uh, you could really think of and be pretty differential and save yourself a pretty penny. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm playing on Friday evening. So yeah. although, like, like I said before, for instance, if you have Haaland, Lewandowski, and Boré, Boré really has to has to get you like f- north. Of 15 points, I think, for you to stick with him as your star man. So that's a, a tall order. Yeah, it's a valid yeah. point.
0: Yeah, very valid point. But I, I, th- I agree with you. I think that's why he's a Vegas choice because he can be a bit hit and miss right now, but starting to be more hit than miss, which is definitely a good sign. I actually do have Luca Hernandez down as my Vegas choice. 12.1 million. Uh, I mentioned the fact that I've got three defenders. He's the first of them because yes, he will play at left back. I am stressing that this is very much a one and done Vegas choice as well, because even if he does stay in the starting lineup against Leipzig next weekend, there's a chance that when Davies is back, then ultimately uh, Luca Hernandez will make way, so I don't think it's necessarily a long-term viable option, but I do like it as a Vegas choice for this weekend. How about your super schnepchen, flow? Uh, A couple of budget busters to pick from this week?
1: Yeah, I think the obvious one are the Mainz defenders, Aaron and uh, Wittmar. Aaron more so because he's much cheaper. Wittmar is, uh, I think, 7.9, so he's not really a super schnepchen, but both are great values. But in midfield, I I just like the consistency of Chris Fuerich right now. And I think he's coming into his own after having a, a prolonged injury. And now he, he, like he he's coming on pretty strong. So uh, I like him going forward, keeping his place, and actually having good fantasy days ahead of him. Yeah. For 5.1 million. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think, yeah, very much so. I'm Although I'm not sure
1: him. to give a small asterisks and uh, he would be a priority to bring in. But if you can make uh, other stuff work with him in your squad, I think it's fine.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think our super schnepschens choices are ever the players that you should be, moving heaven and earth to invest in. <laughs> They're more the people that when you've moved heaven and earth to invest in the players you want, you kind of work out how much budget you've got left and whether you can afford one of them. That's where we're looking at these guys. But there's no, some good good options there. I've got a couple more to throw out because I do like Nico Gieselman's chances of being back in the Union starting lineup. I do like Union's chances against Borussia Gladbach on foreign soil. And I do think that if they do play well, that Gieselman might be involved. So 5.1 million. If you are looking for a slightly safer choice. I'll throw out Mitchell Backer, 6.4 million, the Leverkusen left back as another option. Um so plenty of super Schneps, plenty of defenders there to pick from as well. How about your banker flow? Where are you looking for the the big points this weekend?
1: I'm going with Floyd M Yeah. Uh, I think he he a key player for Leverkusen again. Um Leverkusen had a great game at Klabach, at home against Augsburg, I I, I like Leverkusen on this one. Yeah, yeah,
0: you, I, I do too. And admittedly, um, I looked up the Florian invert statistics earlier, and I was genuinely I was going to make him my banker based on this. So I'm glad that you've taken him. I'll, yeah. I'll stick with my picks. But I just want to point this out. But
1: you haven't like you you wrote names down, but words wasn't on it. So <laughs> no, it's not... It's
0: because of these statistics. I just want to share these statistics because it would have changed it for me. But yeah. I went back to his games in the Hinrunde, match day three against Augsburg, 14 points. Match day four against Dortmund, thirteen points. Match day five against Stuttgart, eighteen points. Match day six against Mainz, fifteen points. Match day seven against Bielefeld, nineteen points. That was before an eight point haul against Bayern. So this is uh I mean, if he's gonna recreate his Hinrun reform against the sides that he faced, this is the time to get in the floor inverts market. So yeah. I fully endorse your message. I'll be honest though, the players I did have written down uh, were Christian Gunter and Vincenzo Grifo because I do like Freiburg's chances against Stuttgart this weekend. And I think after disappointing returns from both of them last week, I reckon we might see big returns from them this week. So that brings us to an end of this week's episode of Talking Foosball Fantasy. Thank you for joining us as always. Feel free to get in touch on your social media platform of choice. And if you haven't yet joined the Talking Foosball Fantasy League, for now from me, your host, James Sarah Goodfly and the rest of the talking foosball crew. Auf Wiederhören.
1: Auf Wiederhören.